To all of our fans out there inside of Omaha, this is uh, a treat. Uh, we brought on today a um, gentleman by the name of Jesse DePriest, who's a friend of mine, but his specialty and passion is uh, helping develop leaders, uh, business owners, and making their um, environments more copacetic with a safe place to learn, grow, develop, and succeed. And we got into a myriad of topics, which I can't wait for you guys to hear and listen on, and would love for you guys to check this out. Um, he has been referred to as a leadership Sherpa, um, a growth, a growth guru, um, but he's an all-around great guy and somebody I look up to a ton uh, and how I want to conduct my life and be a better person. And I can't wait for you guys to check out this awesome podcast with Jesse DePriest. Yeah, guys, this was awesome, and he asked me a lot of asked us a lot of challenging questions mm -hmm. that were hurt my brain to even think about an answer. So <laughs> I hope you uh, can stop and answer the questions. Well, one last thing, as always, the only way this podcast grows is by word of mouth, basically. Mm -hmm. So if you get any value from this, you like watching it, share it with your friends, tell everybody about it, post it on social media, and without further ado, mm -hmm. let's get into the podcast. Yeah, we yeah, are rolling. We're, oh, we're rolling. Yeah, we're this hot. is starting. It's hot mic. Yep. Do we get to we go back and edit stuff? If you want to, oh yeah. yeah, because that was an awkward beginning. No, we're good. I <laughs> probably we'll sure? cut that. We'll, yeah, we'll cut that part. We'll be, we'll that'd be, be great. Right. Yeah, yeah. Thanks we'll cut for it out. Patient with me. Yeah, if, if, yeah. The I'm listeners can't see it, but a little tired eyes are wandering. Not really sure we're going. Kind of lost in the dark. Yeah, after doing Burpee Island in the heat. What is Burpee? What is Burpee Island? You have to come and find out. Yeah, Paradise Island. You can't and tell. Plague was on secrets. the queue, and he loves burpees. 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 Did you go this morning? It was hot. Uh, no. He ran. Who no. sweated a lot? Yeah, it was all good. You yeah. need it. Makes yeah. it stronger. It does make it stronger. So, what have I been doing? Yeah. Uh, my purpose is to help leaders and teams do their work better. Yeah. Um, three main things that I'm doing is uh, as a Vistage executive coach. Uh huh. Um, <laughs> we meet once a month. We learn. Mm -hmm. We process issues. We help leaders run their businesses better. Mm -hmm. I have a partner in Omaha. He and I run um, a consultancy called Growth Guru. Mm -hmm. We're helping small, medium-sized businesses with strategy and leadership and teamwork. And then I do some of my own independent work through mm -hmm. Jesse Priest Consulting, um, where I'm helping larger organizations through full-scale lean transformations oh, nice. to optimize performance of their business, be more efficient with their resources, mm -hmm. create better outcomes. Yeah, so that's what I'm doing. Uh, I'll just say, I get a full boat. Life is good. Mm -hmm. We're blessed. And uh, we're just moving forward and helping people. So one thing I've always appreciated about you is, uh, one, as somebody who's more seasoned in life, has uh, a little further down the path, I've always appreciated your leadership style. But I've always really appreciated your outlook on the glasses half full, but not to the extent of like rose-colored glasses always. Like you, you have a very real outlook, but a very optimistic approach to things. And so I was just kind of curious, you know, how did that, how does that play into your coaching style or how does that play into how you kind of, you know, reach people in, in your, in your consulting, in your consulting world? Well, thank you for that. Yeah. Um, we strive to approach our day with mm -hmm. contentment and mm -hmm. joy. My personal values is serious joy, mm -hmm. meaning the work that we're doing is serious. We're changing people's lives and making things better, and it's hard work. Mm -hmm. And we pursue that with an attitude of joy, mm -hmm. meaning regardless of circumstances, we get to choose our attitude. Mm -hmm. yeah. We can show up grumpy and totally pissed off mm -hmm. because of something that happened to us or count our blessings and the opportunities in front of us and um, embrace that mm -hmm. and move forward in that. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think maybe, you know, a little backstory for me. I grew up on a dairy farm in Alaska, youngest mm -hmm. of 10 kids. 
and youngest of 10 youngest of 10 in alaska on a dairy farm (laughs) so you got that image in your mind and uh cows got to be milked twice a day 365 hard work needs Mm -hmm. to be done Mm -hmm. so you can do that you guys milk them by hand no we had well it was old school milking machines yeah okay it was still so hard work. amount of work yeah totally yeah and you could pursue that you know with uh being grumpy and mad, you have to do it. And that certainly happened from time to time where you can say, we got work to do. Let's just go do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have fun and get it done. Yeah. So I feel like, you know, just I, I cherish the, those roots, mm-hmm. right? Because you learn in a big family how to get along with people. Totally. Your siblings <laughs> and other people. So funny. And yeah. doing hard work. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, do good work. Pursue that work with an appropriate spirit of joy and mm-hmm. fun. Um, and get it done get it done right yeah. so you carry that forward through the army and you learn some stuff about leadership mm-hmm. and you have a great opportunity through um, industry where i got to do a lot of different fun things for different types of companies mm-hmm. um, and it leads you to a certain path where you learn to discover your true purpose yeah and then you can align your actions and your achievements to that purpose mm-hmm. and that's the good life brother so we bouncing those three things it's good bouncing kind of around because there's a lot in there that but you were for more in the corporate world a few years ago, mm-hmm. and you just mentioned kind of your true passion that you were now you're pursuing. When did that materialize, or when were you able to? When was the light shown on that that piece where you're like, okay, I need to give this some more energy. I need I need to go after this. Um, a couple things maybe is first recognizing um, experiences in your career or observing mm-hmm. other teams and leaders. That's not great. We probably all share some stories about the bully boss or mm-hmm. the coercive work environment. Mm-hmm. And can I say pisses me off? Yeah, you can say, can yeah, it's say that mm-hmm. in your podcast. Yeah, 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 you're good. That you're good. Yeah. is what pisses me off. Yeah. And we can find our purpose, I think, when we see a problem in the world that we want to solve. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And you latch onto that and say, well, what can I do? And as you evolve through your different experiences in leadership, at least for me, and come to that point where I've got some, I have something to offer mm-hmm. that I think might be valuable, valuable mm-hmm. to people. Yeah. So there's that. Then the mm-hmm. second for me in my journey is paying attention to that still small voice as you're pursuing your purpose and trying to discover your unique value to the world is sometimes, uh, well, you will hear the still small voice. God will speak to you in mm-hmm. a way if we're paying attention yeah. that points to that. Mm-hmm. And there was a point in my career, literally, three different people in different environments referred to me as their Sherpa. Oh, Meaning interesting. You're helping us guide us mm-hmm. on this journey. And you're carrying part of the load. And you're just helping us get there. I didn't ask for that compliment. It was given to me. It was like, well, maybe we should pay attention to that because mm-hmm. I think I'm receiving a message. <laughs> um, and so you step into that. Uh, doors open. Um, people appreciate the work that you do for them and with them to help mm-hmm. them get better. Mm-hmm. And and it's win-win, right? There's synergy. In yeah. It. Mm-hmm. And it reinforces what you believe to be your purpose. Yeah. When you, you take that step in faith mm-hmm. and you see that it works, do more of that. Nice. Yeah. It's awesome. Uh, have you felt that there's been, um, once you were able to kind of redirect and go that down that path, that there's been maybe either um, momentum or bigger energy. Like now, you know, you kind of have that, you're, you're down the right path and, and it's just, it's just building. And now it's, oh, this feels right. You know, like going with the flow versus against it. Yeah, absolutely. And there's um, ample opportunity to check your ego 
to make sure it's not yeah. about you. Yeah. Um, but you have these experiences where that serendipity occurs, right? Mm -hmm. You go to an event, you meet a person, suddenly you recognize a connection that you didn't know existed. Mm -hmm. That leads to another connection. Mm -hmm. um, and that synchronicity, yeah. serendipity yeah. thing is another sign for me yeah. that you're doing the work you're supposed to be doing. That's awesome. Right? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. I mean, this happened to me just last night. I got to go to the uh, Omaha Chamber Hall Business Fame. Hall of Fame yeah. Gala. Oh, yeah. It's phenomenal. We have, we've had a few guests on here that are in. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. We've oh, had Marianne O'Brien. She's inducted this year. Yeah. Marianne O'Brien. Yeah. Yeah. She's phenomenal. awesome. Phenomenal. Yeah. Phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, all of them. And just hearing their story and then the interaction with all the people before and after. Very cool. That synchronicity, serendipity was strong. Yeah. And I walked away just like on cloud nine. Going, yeah. Oh my gosh, dude, if you don't get fired up yeah. about our work and our community, yeah, especially right. this is inside Omaha, right? And you're on the insiders of Omaha podcast, right? That's what I'm, right? That's what I'm yeah. talking about. That's what we're talking about. <laughs> and you learn to, through those stories and those interactions to just appreciate the community even more. Yeah. And fall in love with it even more. Yeah. And it's beautiful, right? So, well, and it's so endearing, that, right? Like yeah. it's not, a, it's, it's imperfect. Yeah. But uh, it's like through the bumps and bruises is what is the growth. Mm -hmm. And it's, uh, you know, you kind of, you start to realize like, wow, the, the, the work you mentioned, like the work must be done. But that's almost the, the beautiful monotony is like, this is what it takes. Like you have to go through that. Yeah. There's no the consistency. No easy way. And if we can get maybe the majority of our time of that work is in fulfillment of our purpose, mm -hmm. then we can tolerate the part of our work that is the grind, right? Mm -hmm. Is the mundane because mm -hmm. that's just part of the part of it, right? Mm -hmm. I'm yeah. curious because you keep talking about purpose. Um, to me, it's such like purpose stuff is ab very abstract. But you mentioned that you have like you didn't say signs, but maybe kind of signs from God that that happened. What does that look like? What does that look like? Like if you're someone like trying to find your purpose. Mm -hmm. How do you, what do you look for? Hmm. What is the thing in the world that you can't avoid? Meaning, it's mm. the thing that you can't not not do. Hmm. Or not not When you about. see it, you're compelled to action. Mm. I don't know. Something simple. Like, I like a, you wouldn't know it from my office, but I do appreciate <laughs> a clean, organized, aesthetic <laughs> workplace. Yeah, right. right yeah. And trash on the floor and people throwing litter out the door mm. makes me mad. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't like that. So when I see trash, we pick it up, right? Yeah. So it's that, I know it's a trivial example, right? right? But yeah. it's paying attention to those things in your life and your mm -hmm. experience where you see that thing, I can't walk away from that. Mm. For me, that injustice that occurs in mm. workplaces mm. Yeah. is your thing. Is the thing. Oh, interesting. And you discover that through your experience and what's going on. It's like, for crying out loud, it's mm -hmm. the 21st century. We should know better as a species yeah. how to lead and influence people in great ways. When are we going to move beyond our whatever the coercive nature that sometimes we fall in trapped yeah, to or manipulations yeah. mm -hmm. and stop that and start influencing other human beings on our teams in more authentic, Engaging. better ways, yeah. like healthy ways. So was that a subconscious thing for a long time for you? And then you realized, Oh, this is like, I think so. Yeah. Right. You know, you start to discover that, that there's something there. Mm -hmm. So great question. And think of, I don't know, this is my learning, um, is that, aspirational thing we want to achieve mm -hmm. and there's plenty of examples never ending about right, this, like, right? Yeah. like susan b anthony's purpose was to solve women's suffrage right and she yep. dedicated her life to that mm -hmm. um and, and people strive for these big problems to solve in the world that they may never solve mm -hmm. we may never achieve it 
but that's why we're here is to do that thing. Mm -hmm. So what are my actions today? What are the achievements I'm striving for? What degrees and credentials or learnings or projects we're doing? And when those actions and achievements are aligned to your purpose, that's the definition of a good life, I think. Yeah. Can you think of a better better definition of a good life? No. Needs when those swings are in line? No. Totally. Yeah, yeah it's like right? it being in flow state um, yeah. all the time. Yeah. yeah. And just, you know, that's interesting. You say the flow state. Mm -hmm. And I you know, just heard a podcast recently. It's a challenge that thinking a little bit it's about the passive path of least resistance and that doesn't mean no easiest work. It doesn't, doesn't mean, mean easiest, easiest. No. it means the activities and things that i do that best produce the outcomes we mm. desire right yeah. so you don't need to do 100 things you just need to do these three things yeah. really well there's mm -hmm. still work in it yeah but that's the path of least resistance to right. achieve our goal that's a great point to just to reiterate that that the path of re least resistance does not mean easiest. I think right. that, that gets confused and misconstrued right. in, in, in like the leadership development community and in, in work and like blue collar world. Like, that does not mean that it's the easiest. It means that it's the cleanest way to get there, but it's still not easy. It's, it can be hard. It can be arduous, but mm -hmm. it's still, it's the one with less hooks, you know, less uh, distraction, you know, or, but it definitely is not the easiest. I think it's a great point. Yeah. You mentioned um, ego a couple of times. And you're talking with these uh, business owners. Um, and I'm kind of curious, two questions. One, when people are coming to you, are they coming in, in a point in their life where they need more? Are they coming uh, in their business? Are they coming at a point where they're starting their business and they know they need coaching on the front end? Or when are the people approaching you for assistance, for leadership, for the Sherpa? You know, When is that happening? When is it happening, or what? Yeah, is like, it? what do you what see that? Well, I would say stage in their business. Yeah, what what do you see more common? Like, is it? Oh, I usually catch them when they're kind of out of answers and they need to be redirected and refocused. Or it's like, hey, they're I get a lot of people that are great planners and they're coming and they're bringing coaching on early and trying to head off any issues that might come up. With. Yeah, it depends. Yeah, right? some people are trying to solve a practical, tactical thing in their yeah. business. Yeah. I can't get sales, or mm. my efficiencies are bad, or. We can't get people or retention is bad, mm -hmm. whatever. Yeah. Um, and that leans into the work of the leadership yeah. and what they're doing and how, how they're engaging their people, influencing people. Mm -hmm. I would say, give me any tactical, technical problem. Everything defaults to leadership. That's been my experience. Yeah. I could teach you the tools and the methods maybe to solve a problem. Mm -hmm. How we apply those tools with people yeah. defaults to leadership. So. How are you showing up as a leader? How are you influencing other people on your team to move in the direction we want to go? So everything boils to that. And top, then we have a conversation about what is leadership for you? How are you showing up and behaving? And what's the best way to influence another human being to achieve the goals you want? Yeah. Is it always, in your experience, top down? Meaning like, imagine there's an organization that has you know so many segments of leaders. Does everything stem from the top leader? Or sometimes they're a bad, not a great leader at the top, but everybody else is a good leader underneath that? Yeah, I would say leadership can come from anywhere. What is leadership for you? What is it say? for me? Yeah, well, how would you define what is leadership for you? I never thought of defining leadership before, so that's tough. That's good. That's tough. <laughs> Sorry to put you on the spot. I don't know. I've just never thought of like defining it, but that's kind of cool. Um, like, well, what, what is the work of leadership? We're trying. Leadership. It's influence. It's influence. I was going to say a guide. Was gonna guide. Say, yeah, yeah. Good. yeah. Yeah. Guide to do what? Yeah. Guide someone to do something. Yeah. So I think a great synonym for leadership is influence. Mm -hmm. So yeah. we're trying to influence other people to do what? Mm -hmm. 
to move towards some advantage, some kind of some goal, thing, some common shared objective. Yep. Hopefully, mm-hmm. yeah, sure. and hopefully you're buying into that objective that you want that too. Yep. Then that makes influence and leadership easier because totally. at least we're on the same page. Yep. How we go about getting there then that, becomes the debate and yeah. the discussion yeah, through strategy yeah. and having a good, trusted, psychological, safe work environment where people are free to speak up and challenge mm-hmm. how we're going about yeah. achieving that so we get the best ideas and the best yeah. work from the group together. I think there is always a risk that the owner, the CEO, being the highest mm-hmm. right person of leadership in terms of an organization chart tends to have the most influence. Right. It yeah. may be appropriately so. But mm-hmm. anybody, can you, anyone can influence another human being, therefore anyone can be a leader. Sure. A thousand right? If you just use that definition. Yeah. In strategy and workshops and teams, right? Yeah. We gotta watch out for the hippo. It's like the highest paid person yeah. in the room. Yeah. And we sometimes default to, just because of the highest paid person in the room means their opinion counts more than others. A high performance team, doesn't do that. Yeah. We we move through those paradigms mm-hmm. and say, no, we all we have smart people on our team. Mm-hmm. Just because I happen to be the CEO, maybe the highest paid person doesn't mean I have the best ideas. Yeah. And that then is the work of leadership that I like to work with leaders on is to say, who are you being? How are you showing up? Mm. Right? Are you showing up as the answer man with your hero cape on? Or are you showing up as a leader to engage your people in great ways mm-hmm. to get the best ideas going, right? And get them engaged in the work. Have you read? Uh, humble yourself. Have that. you read 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 uh, Ray Dalio's principles? A little. I mean, Not this all is of like it. a very yeah, this absolute meritocracy. Right? No bad ideas. Right. That. Full accountability. Completely clear. Trust. Clear like trust. It, yes. Respect. We're on top five. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The functions of, of a team. Exactly. I mean, this I, is major. I use that model often. Which is to help teams spot on. See that, mm-hmm. and where where they need to work together as a team to improve their mm-hmm. their teamwork. Do you yeah. find it hard for? leaders to especially maybe type a to pontificate about their purpose of why they're doing this like is it hard for them to reach that kind of space in their brain or you know to try to help identify some of their vision mission values and beliefs or because they might just be so blinded by the outcomes that they're blinded help me out sorry I me ref- I, as a little as a little uh fluffy like <laughs> the fact that they're so driven by outcomes. Yep. That I, they, want, I want results. They want results. Yep. That they almost don't acknowledge the reality of the necessity of needing a mission, vision, values, right. and beliefs, and identifying yeah, their own. Oh, why? Right. Why? why do we have to do that? Yeah. That's right? that's just. Like we need to grow sales by fifty percent. Why? Why do I need? Help to, me understand why yes. that is the, the yes. thing. Right. How does that serve our purpose? How do we re-engage it at times when you need it most? Yeah. Like, how, how do you you know versus just bottom lines and outcomes? Let me just think about we. We interchange the word leader, 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 leadership, mm-hmm. and management totally. together. Mm-hmm. I think they're two separate things. Yep. So we just use the word leadership or management for the, for the sake of the idea of the role of influencing people to advantage. Uh, but just a side note, we manage things. We manage time, research, you know, machines, equipment, information. Yeah. We lead people. Mm-hmm. Really change, yeah, and that requires the human interaction, eyeball to eyeball yeah. conversation, shoulder to shoulder. right? So mm-hmm. then the question: If leadership is influence, how do you influence? There's a spectrum of influence. I can influence you through coercion, Actions, words, coercion, threats, threats. sticks, mm-hmm. right? Do it or else, mm-hmm. threats, fear, mm-hmm. or manipulation. Do it, and there'll be a prize in it for you. 
maybe. Oh, wow. I was saying right? incentive or abuse manipulation. just like this continuum of influence. Yeah. And we've all seen and experienced yeah. those extremes. Well, what's in the middle? Between uh, manipulation between and, and co coercion and manipulation. Interesting right. that you say reward is manipulation. I never thought. I, I was saying incentive, but I, ultimately it is a form of manipulation. You said reward is manipulation. Well, maybe. It, yeah. Well, but I was. It might be an I think incentive. Uh, I think that's right though. Too, it's like I think incentive. Yeah, I never but, thought of that. But like incentive thinks positive, manipulation. I think negative. Right. So but I think, but you're still manipulating the situation. Right. Your your pivot, yeah, well, or you're persuading, persuaded, persuasion. Yeah. Persuasion mm -hmm. is a skill of leadership to get yeah. you moving in the direction. And as a I mean, you can persuade in a manipulative of, way, right. and you can persuade you can. in a positive. You know, <laughs> right? I think, yeah, yeah. That's, that's interesting. interesting. Yeah. Uh, incentives is a interesting thing. We can have a whole topic on that, maybe. Yeah. yeah. I, I will always default to a common shared incentive. So what's in the middle? You didn't where say we that. win, where we win or lose together, right? The sales team doesn't win and make a whole bunch of money on the backs of the operations people, right? Their incentives are misaligned. Yeah. But if we have one common shared objective for the enterprise, mm -hmm. and when that is achieved, we all win. We all win. Now it's better. It's a better incentive. Give me an right? example of that, really quick. Um, What's, what, what could be a okay if you're in an organization that's very sales driven, mm -hmm. but the operations people have to take care of the stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? They have to fulfill. What, what are the operations? What's their incentive? Yeah. No. Give me an example of like a common goal that someone could have oh. than that. Um, that they we can, we can share in profits. Okay. okay. Right. We yeah. earn a certain amount of money, and everyone there's a way to share shared. that, like yeah. an ESOP. Profit those share, kind yeah. of things are brilliant ways to organize an enterprise. Um, whatever that is, we achieve some improvement in lead time mm -hmm. reduction or service delivery termination waste, and which means we are able to grow. Mm -hmm. Which means there's better profit because we're flowing greater value to our customer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How does that come back to the people that did the work? Right, yeah. and it's not just the salesperson, right? right? Every we took a team to do that. Totally, so yeah. that's all I'm trying to say. That makes sense. So the thing in the middle mm -hmm. is it's not threats and fear, and it's not this manipulation thing. It's the thing in the middle is influence, it's eyeball it's to eyeball. Yeah. It's a conversation, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. It's a human mm. interaction. It's a vulnerability. How, we, how yeah. amen? Yeah. So how do we interact? How do we interact to get the best influence? Yeah, learn each other, learn about each other. So that starts with that for okay. sure. Um, it's this work of creating psychologically safe environment where mm -hmm. people are free to have their opinion mm -hmm. and ideas because we're all working together on that. Enough, you're getting recommended or something. Right, yeah. exactly. Or constant fear of being right. fired or, right. you know, yeah, or yeah. failing. Yeah. Yeah. So how do we do it? What is, what is the role of leadership and influence where we can create that kind of environment? What do you think? What is the role of leadership? How do, how do we do it? How do we do it? Well, one, you gotta, you gotta lead by, by, uh, by your own actions. You gotta, you gotta do it too. Like, mm -hmm. So you have to be vulnerable. And then also, probably there's probably a, have the element of grace that has to be shown publicly, so your so your, so your people understand that this is a this is a safe space, mm -hmm. and probably some clear, some clear objectives, some cr clear rules, some clarity. clear foundations yeah. that we that clarity. we are that we are uh, standing on. Like, and hey, set the expectations of of it's okay to have an opinion, it's okay to disagree. Yeah. that's what I was thinking. That's yeah, you have to have some. I mean, what happens if I make a mistake? As long as it's not what is the again? leader's reaction to that? Right, it hey. depends on the mistake. Yep, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Right. but. If the first time I make a mistake and I get whacked on the knuckles for that, yeah. so then my question well, the is, the next what? time there's a mistake, I'm probably going to hide it. You're not going to. Yeah. That's not going right. to that, And that's right? not good. And we're not perfect, right? Yeah. We're all going to we're going to make some mistakes. Right. That is the nature of innovation and change. Is you're going to have to try stuff, and not everything is going to work. Right. It, it's it, that stuff. And yeah. the, uh, 
the idea that when mistakes are made, we probably don't ask enough why questions so you don't actually get to the root of the cause of the mistake. Like it's obviously a domino effect. 100%. So that's something I, mm-hmm. I feel like I, I do a decent job of asking questions, but then I realize like I'm not, you're not asking you enough questions. Like there's, a, there's another yeah, four or five right. layers of why. Yeah. You know, like, why was the mistake when it was made? Well, I didn't have the right kind of training. Well, why didn't you have the right training? Did the person that trained you know you weren't trained well enough? Well, right. then you, you just keep going down this line, yeah. and then you're like, oh, okay, now we can correct the entire chain of events right. at the root cause versus right. just a symptom. Um, firefighting is an undesirable leadership behavior mm. <laughs> where we make assumptions, mm. we jump to conclusions, and then we tell people what to do. Yeah. Often, mm. the leader is too far removed from the actual work, so I don't understand reality. I'm making an assumption about what is going on and what's happening. Interesting. And then, because I think I need to be the answer man, I jump to conclusion about what to do, and I just go tell people what to do. Hmm. It's antithetical to it's what gotta I be. That has to be really common. Lean, I mean, I feel like that even happens right? in a marriage. Like, you assume totally. your wife yeah. Any relationship. I mean, right? Yeah, like, great, that's a, a one-on-one one one leadership. Well, leadership's not just in... No, no, it's full business. Yeah. yeah. It's life. Huh. I would say like uh, pers- maybe not persuasion. Um, what's the word for it? Maybe it is leadership would be the word you'd use for it. But it, like you said, leadership is people. It's relationships. Amen. That's what it it's is. It's an right? interaction. Yeah. It's a human interaction. Yeah. Can we just share With like kids. something I learned recently is a McKinsey study. So for the first question is we think about manager, the manager mm-hmm. as a position in the organization, sure. right? Yeah. So we know what that means. They are leading and managing. What is the role of management? What is their job? To ensure the company's objectives are fulfilled. Yeah, I think their job is to employ the resources yeah. in their in their authority, in their, their charge, yeah. to achieve some results, right? Yeah. Meet the numbers, yeah. Yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So if we just boil that down into two simple responsibilities of management, meet the numbers, mm-hmm. develop the people. Yeah. You create an environment where people can learn and grow and the psychologically safe environment mm-hmm. where, where we can be a good team and good, do good teamwork. Mm-hmm. The leader, I think, without additional leadership training, we default to meet the numbers. Like, mm. what's more important? If I were just ask somebody, what's more important? Meet the numbers or develop the people? Develop the people. It's like a little bit of a trick question, right? Because this, people yeah. say, well, you got to meet the numbers. This is 100% military stuff, too. Because like, is it is it troop welfare or mission accomplishment? Right. Hmm. Mission that's first, like, people always. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. That's yeah, that's, I mean, the they, 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 they will first, run parallel to each other nonstop. We're not like, compromising on our performance expectations, what we're doing, mm. but how do we engage the people in a great way to achieve that. And I would say development of the people and creating a, a culture of the psychological safety where people are free to do good work is a prerequisite yeah. to meeting the numbers. Yeah. So there's there's that premise, right? We understand the role of management. Um, and then the question is, how essential then is creating the psychologically safe work environment mm-hmm. to do that? And McKinsey did a study, and overwhelmingly, like nine out of ten people say, "Yeah, it's essential." It's essential. It's yeah. essential. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. There was like eight percent of the people in the survey that said yeah. it's important but not essential, <laughs> and then there's a crazy one or two percent that it's, it's not important at all. Like, yeah, doesn't, yeah. Don't, we don't Sadistic. need it. It's crazy. Let's just go right. But we can just agree then from that research and study that says yeah. nine out of ten we agree. Mm-hmm. Generally speaking, the majority of people agree that creating that work environment is essential. Yeah to achieving the results we want, True. right? So there's that, there's a fact, we know that from data. Mm-hmm. Then we say, well, are we doing it? Mm-hmm. In that same survey, 85% of the people said no. Mm-hmm. So we know it's essential, mm-hmm. nine I out imagine. of 
85% of the people in the survey said, <laughs> not doing it. Only 15% maybe mm-hmm. of leaders and managers are doing it. Or trying to do it. Or, or even trying to do yeah. it. They're not mm. doing it, right? So that's, this is like a bombshell. And this, yeah. is, this, this speaks to my purpose about the injustice, the thing that pisses me Total off. Total and out About that. Out it's the 21st century. Yeah. We know better. Why aren't, so the question is why? Yeah. Why are we not? Why are we not? What do you think? <laughs> I think. Is that okay if I turn the interview yeah, around yeah, you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel like if there's anybody in here that could tell us, it'd be you. I'll turn it back to you <laughs> well, again. <laughs> well, you're a smart guy. You guys have your own experiences and stuff. Oh, I got nothing on you. Stuff. No, I'm you, just kidding. That's not um, well, okay, here's what I would say based off of just my own life experiences. There used to be this saying like when I got in like the self-development world, which I got really turned on to at like 15 or 16, I just got obsessed with self-development. I would say at the time, everybody's main thing they would say and what I believed was knowledge is power. Like you learn things, that's the power. What I've learned through going through and meeting a lot of people that have all this knowledge but do absolutely nothing with it I would say that people's habits are the problem. Mm. That's what I would say. Mm. And I think most people are not in any kind of mental state themselves to be able to develop anybody else whatsoever Mm. or even themselves. Mm -hmm. So if you can barely function as a human by yourself, there is no way, even if you're, and I've seen top level managers do this, top level leaders that I know on a personal level that I'm like, you are mental basket case yourself. Mm -hmm. Because you don't take care of yourself in whatever way that is. Usually, in my experience, they don't take care of their body physically whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And I think if your body is physically out of complete alignment and you're not moving your body whatsoever, you don't can't really get in any kind of mental flow state. So that's what I would say my experience. Is. What do you think, Tyson? Um, why don't we do it? We why, know it's essential. Yeah. We don't do it. Why not? Why are we not as mm-hmm. leaders creating the work environment for people to thrive and do good work? This psychologically safe yeah. culture of and they know it's important. Good work. So first of all, right. I think about the outcomes as tangible. So they're tangible result. You can, results yeah, driven. We can we can point to something. Creating and fostering an environment of a safe work environment <laughs> is not a good point. It's not maybe. Tangible. I might challenge that. So. Hopefully. So in my mind, I think we can measure it, and I think you can once the, I know we can once the foundation is built, and now you can start having funnels of how we're bringing people into an organization. Yeah, without someone to show you, it's hard. It's not hundred percent. It's hard to be tangible when you don't have someone to show you, or or you don't, or your your house is in in order. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. your your the organization is is missing some pieces to have guardrails in place, to have lenses to look through, and have having processes and systems to make decisions properly. And systematically and and uh, um, cohesively, like it's it, it you know you're, you know what the outcome is going to be to the extent that you're using the same process to make decisions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it is faster is uh, the sh- uh, short sightedness. You can get those outcomes quicker, but to develop that the long the runway to have those systems in place is a lot of work. Mm-hmm. So I feel like people will default to what's easier, so they can show well, look what I did versus mm-hmm. hey. You know, we're trying to develop a place where people feel comfortable and safe to make mistakes, but also thrive and grow and develop so we can continue to go beyond what we've already reached. That's really hard. Those are almost, in my mind. That's a good point. You know. Yeah. I think that kind of goes with one one root cause is we are getting results. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We are profitable. Mm -hmm. We are getting some success. Even through my 
coercive, manipulative practices of leadership because I don't know any other better way. Sure. And eh, it's working so far. Yeah. Why, why would I need to even think about it? Second thing for me is like leadership is a skill. Totally. It's a skill we can learn mm-hmm. and practice and get better at. Mm-hmm. So there's a competence. And it's perishable. It is. You got to grow, keep learning and pe- getting better just like anything else. Yes. It's like any mm-hmm. process or system. Mm-hmm. So leadership is in terms of the competence and character, the competence of leadership mm-hmm. are these things of decision making, mm-hmm. um, listening, influence, yeah. creating that environment of psychological safety through my, my practices and the way I influence and interact with you, how I interact with you, mm-hmm. judgment, mm-hmm. decision making, these are skills of leadership. Mm-hmm. And then the character that goes with that is like the virtues, yeah, right? Virtuous leadership. So, but what virtues and character reinforce the skill of leadership? Mm-hmm. And you think about that like the character is the inside, it's the heart, mm-hmm. it's the gut, it's the yeah. mind, right? It's the soul. Yeah, it's factors. Mm-hmm. And the competence is the outside. The skill of leadership mm-hmm. is the external. Implementation. Mm-hmm. The character is the internal. Mm-hmm. And they work together mm-hmm. in how we create those things. So mm-hmm. if you are a psychopath mm-hmm. and your virtues are <laughs> to hurt people, yeah. right? Yeah. Then you're not going to be effective in that leadership yeah. environment. But if it is one of candor and courage, mm-hmm. commitment, mm-hmm. contentment, mm-hmm. like what is that thing inside mm-hmm. that drives your values and who you are? Mm-hmm. Who's the leader inside of you yeah. that then you can be come out through your competence mm-hmm. in the skills of leadership? So we can teach the skills of leadership. Mm-hmm. Well, if we don't have the right character, maybe there's some character flaws sometimes, but it's that. I guess my point about that is we're not doing it and we need to. It's yeah. the 21st century and we can be better. We, we need to be better. We so need to be better. Talk about a lot of these things that we're talking about, kind of these, these uh, pie in the sky kind of. Who, who have you seen in your years of professional and military uh, education and experience? Who, family, I mean, who have you seen that maybe you at the time could not identify why, but you're like, ah, that's a good leader, man. They have that. <laughs> they are they're shit hot. You know, how's that? Who in that kind of comes to mind for you? I think you probably have had these experiences too. I'd like to hear your stories, but you know it when you feel it. Yeah. And they're through small acts. Mm. And this is maybe a super trivial Mm -hmm. example. When I was in college in ROTC, we were doing um, workouts every morning. And then there was a period of time where I was late. I wasn't showing up on Mm. time. Sometimes I didn't show up. And Mm. the colonel came to me and said, What's going on? Mm. This is out of character for you. Knew it wasn't you. Right. Tell me what's going on. Mm. And he knew that this was off mm. and that there's probably mm-hmm. something happening in my life yeah. that was causing it. And he was right. He didn't come and say, listen, Mr. Get your ass in gear. Yeah. Yeah. Smack me inside the head. Yeah. That wouldn't have worked. No. Right. So there is the, the empathy and the opportunity to mm. build a relationship. And there was a yeah. care and concern for me mm-hmm. in that. And that got me back engaged. Right. It, wow. Because he wasn't compromising on the need, the right, the, the responsibility to show right. up and do your work, mm-hmm. right? There's our expectations. We're not compromising on right. performance, the number we need to achieve. Mm-hmm. But if we're not, so this, it's a one small example. I yeah. think we can point to I lots mean, the of emotional other things where that's exceptionally high. the leader is engaging yeah. you in a psychologically safe way mm-hmm. for us to do our best work. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and rewarding that mm-hmm. vulnerability, yeah. rewarding it. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is, I'm, I'm picking up a little bit of, some learning from uh, another organization and give them credit a little bit here. It's called leader factor and the podcast is called culture by design mm-hmm. and they define culture as, or uh, uh, 
rewarded psychological safety is the culture of rewarded vulnerability. Culture is the way we interact. Mm -hmm. Vulnerability is an act of vulnerability, something that is scary for people to do. Mm -hmm. And when they do that, we reward it. Mm -hmm. So what's vulnerable for you in your work, in your life? What would be an act of vulnerability for you? Well, I guess I usually start out um, at home. Like vulnerability is taking the breath of understanding like why my daughter's having a hard time with something. So you're trying to meet her where she's at. You know, and then mm -hmm. try to share an experience that, hey, you're not alone. I've right. been through, we've been through this too. Just because we're older doesn't mean we haven't done that. We haven't been through right. this, you know. Or, or sometimes it's trying to learn how to show empathy. Like I don't, you know, sometimes the way somebody needs to receive your empathy is, is different than how you're usually showing it. Mm. You know, and so like that's vulnerability of like, you know, I know this. You know, you a shared experience, or like if you're sitting with others going through something, and you're trying to not be the stalwart just push on like yeah kind of take a step back and like okay let's what's going on let's let's mm -hmm. let's uh unpack the space a little bit so we can kind of get a better idea mm -hmm. um and the other side of that to me would be like a fully full disclosure of not being ashamed of when something is hard and admitting it out loud that right i'm really struggling with this like, amen i don't, I don't know active vulnerability i you don't know? know you don't know i'm not sure what to do what can we do and then you open up for collaboration in a safe space, that's a really totally. that's a great place to be. Instead of pretending you got it all under control, yeah, you absolutely. really don't. Yeah. Too Christian. I was thinking of like because you said with work, I was thinking about real estate in general. That mm -hmm. people, most real estate agents, try to act like they know what the hell's happening. Mm -hmm. And for me, I get way better like responses from clients when I'm just like, "Dude, I have absolutely no clue." You know, I don't know. No, I'm nobody. Sure. I'll figure really it knows. out. We'll look through it. Nobody knows. Okay. We just make the best be decision with, with the info we have. Anybody currently. says they know is probably bullshitting you. Yeah, so they're trying to sell something. Let's figure this out together. Yeah. In, in our you know traditional work environments, or just any industry, any any team, because we're all humans showing up in different environments, acts of vulnerability are admitting a mistake. Yes. Um, mm -hmm. Fear of making a mistake. Mm -hmm. Um. Asking for help is yes. an act of vulnerability. For some people, just showing up is an act of vulnerability Seriously. because they might mm -hmm. look different or sound different, smell different. I don't know. Or right? they think they do. They think they do. Yeah. And so when someone does something like that in a meeting and says, you know what? I don't know. Or, hey, team, I made a mistake. Like yesterday did this thing. It didn't work out. And I got a, It's not good. Mm -hmm. And what is our response of leadership in that yeah. moment? Mm -hmm. Do we say, better fix it or yeah. you dummy you should have known better damn this is the last time mm -hmm. better get it figured out or else or do we say thank you mm -hmm. thank you for sharing that yeah. now let's talk about what's going on so we can see it and solve it together yeah, yeah. this is safe it's okay yeah. let's figure it out yeah we're not compromising on our objective and what yeah. we're trying to do together mm -hmm. but we're going to figure this out together right yeah and that that's just a simple example maybe of what we're trying to do mm -hmm. and that is a skill mm -hmm. of leadership that we can can teach we can train we can practice we can get better at yeah and it requires vulnerability for the leader to do that yeah. totally totally to, to take off your hero cape for a second and admit that you're not sure either i got a question is yeah. there a time where leaders can be too vulnerable mm. good question because i feel like i've seen that before tell me what do you think what have you seen we're i'm trying to give it like a to make this make sense but they're sorry about everything uh, they take, they act like, uh, 
maybe they're like too sorry for stuff or they're mm. taking ownership, overtaking ownership when they don't really, like it doesn't feel like, why are you or taking it's ownership? Necessary. Yeah, like that's, that's not even necessary. <clears throat> You're going too far with it. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And yeah. it sounds like a manipulation to me. Got it. Mm. Like what was me kind you're, of? You're playing it. Yeah. What was me? Uh, or, and um, I also think. That's probably what it is. I think too, yeah. I've seen the effect of maybe um, they're missing another level of maturity in relationship. Like mm -hmm. you don't have to do that. They right. might have saw somebody who was kind of played that martyrdom and they didn't decipher it properly where they think, right. well, let's try. As long as I take responsibility, even when it's not my responsibility, it's going to be a good own thing. Own it. You got to own it, man. Yeah. So sorry, that's a, sorry, not sorry. Yeah. Hey, right. what are we going to do about it? Yeah. The real vulnerability totally. would be to offer up what's causing you yeah. to say you're sorry right. and then let's work on that. Yeah. I think, um, I, you know, there's a, there's a level of competence that is required totally. in our job. Totally. Yeah. And if you're not competent, you're not able to do the job. It's the it's the leader who pretends they're competent and they're not. Mm. That's a problem. That's where big problem, right? Or, or let's just say sounds like politics. A, I know, if I, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. What, what do you say? Like you went to your financial advisor and you have a certain circumstance. You say, where should I? What do you think would be the best place to put my money? And they'd be like, I have no idea. Yeah. Well, that's not an act of vulnerability. That's an act of competence. That's a lack of competence. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. Good right? Point. Yeah. yeah. And when a leader is setting strategy, mm. there is an uncertainty in that. Mm -hmm. And that is a skill of leadership to make a decision with imperfect information. Yes. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. And that is an act of vulnerability, but it's a it's a good one mm. because we're saying, this is where we're going. This is the decision team. I'm not sure how this is going to work out, but let's go. Let's mm -hmm. give it a shot. Yeah, go. Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's good. That's good vulnerability yeah, to say, I'm not telling you it's going to like come in and say, what's what we're going to do in this how? And I guarantee it's going to work. Mm -hmm. eh, really? Yeah. That's not vulnerable. It's a leader that is unwavering in their resolve to what we're trying to achieve, but opening up to say, I'm not sure the best way to get there. That's why I need you. That's why I have this great mm -hmm. team mm -hmm. is to help us figure out how we're going to get there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That is, that's teamwork. That's strategy mm -hmm. brought to life. Changing gears a little bit. Yeah. When you find and you're speaking with these leaders and uh, you recognize that, they're in a rut. How does how does one get themselves out of a rut? Or do you do you run into this at all? Like mm -hmm. I, I mean, what does that look like? And uh, maybe some mm -hmm. examples. I mean, I think that's people. I always I always <laughs> refer to the comment of people feel like uh, sometimes uh, are failing so slow they think they're succeeding. But to me, it's a slow trickle, right? Yeah, right. Well, they're they're in a rut and they may not even know it. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. If let's use a literal um, analogy. Okay. We're driving in our car, mm -hmm. and our tire is in a rut. Mm -hmm. How do you get your car out of the rut? Turn it. You jerk the wheel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, don't you? <laughs> yeah. Something has yeah. to disrupt that. There's got to be some kind of aggression. So we're talking about a leader yeah, who's yeah. in a rut, yeah. Yeah. and they're stuck, and they're just driving in the rut. You just got to slap Dude, out of it. Yeah. something requires you to jerk the wheel and get it going. So you have to overcorrect. I, I mean, what it – yeah, yeah. I mean – it, it takes some extra – spark of energy yeah, to wow. disrupt what we're doing mm -hmm. and get us out of the rut. Mm -hmm. So what that is for that leader in that circumstance depends. Mm. What I'm thinking of as you say that is, well, the leader could just be motivated to do them it themselves. We're, we're trying to do something hard, right? Yeah, sure. Someone's got a problem. They're trying to work it, but they're not doing it. Mm -hmm. Well, at the, at the ease part of that is I'm motivated to do it. Mm -hmm. I want to do it, mm -hmm. so I'm going to jerk the wheel myself, right? Because I want to. Mm -hmm. But then it's like, no, there's a reason why I'm, I'm not motivated. I really want to. So the next thing is discipline. 
It's like the force of will. Yep. I'm going to separate my mind from my body. I'm going to do the hard thing. Do it anyways. Regardless, yeah. regardless. right? Mm -hmm. But some, we only have so much energy reserve, right? There's so yes. much, so much force of will we can bring from ourselves to do that. That force of discipline, that mm -hmm. discipline. Mm -hmm. So motivation, discipline is greater than motivation. If that doesn't work, what's above that? What's greater than motivation? Inspiration. Well, inspiration would inspire me. You're right. Okay. The purpose, right? Yep. That thing that we're aspiring for, that should be always driving us. But for me, it's accountability. Okay. The next thing above discipline is accountability because I can't do it for myself. Now I need help. Discipline is internal accountability. Is external? I think so. Yeah. I think it's I a myth to say we can hold ourselves accountable. I, I think so too. It's Thousand impossible. Percent. Yeah. No, we're really talking about force of will, discipline. Yeah. Personal mm -hmm. discipline to do that. I mean, even the that smallest. Work, I need accountability. Sorry, I didn't. I just, no, that's okay. I, I, mean, I was just saying too. Even at the smallest point, you're like holding yourself accountable to get up and uh, and, and, and 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 go work out or something. Yeah. What what really triggers me to do it, even when I don't want to, is well, I already told my wife I was going to, and if I don't, I don't want that perception. So, I mean, like that's yeah, yeah good That's point. still yeah, external I think, accountability. I think you know what I mean? Or like, yeah. well, if she sees me not doing it, it gives license for other things in our family not to be done after we said we'd do it. I'm like, I just. That's all still, those are, those are, those are guardrails you put in your life. That's right. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, that, I think that is an excellent example of like a simple form of accountability is mm. just tell someone, tell somebody what it is you're going to do. Yeah. And then that, just that act and expectation mm. is going to yes. do it. So let's say I want to run a marathon. Will you sign up for the marathon and we got to do some training. Now, you know what? Tell everybody. Tell everybody. I'm running a marathon. I do that. Like, that's how I, no, that's how I have to. Running a marathon. Yeah, then you don't. You're like, I better go run. Because yeah. if you don't, you're going to have to answer that. Yes. That's, that's a simple, yeah. I think, maybe a low risk mm -hmm. level of accountability. A higher level of accountability is setting up some external force and consequence. Mm -hmm. So can I tell you a little, quick little story on yeah, this? Yeah, please this do. This is something I learned recently. Mm -hmm. Some of the leaders were coaching or in this mode where they got hard work to do. They're not doing it. We talk about it. It's like, why are you not doing it? Well, okay, we need some accountability then. So what's it going to be for you? And they'll share and we'll do that. And if we don't have something, because I'm doing this for myself too, by the way, like yeah, yeah. I got my own little struggles. I got, I need some accountability. Um, and in, in F3, we're doing the queen service member. So yep. when I started queen service, we had this idea that if you're going to do this weight loss thing with us, you got to put a hundred bucks into the pot. Yeah. And you're going to state your goal and we're going to share that goal with everybody. And then there's a common goal. Like if you add up everyone's goal, there's a, a team goal, like yeah. the total cumulative goal. Yeah. Cumulative goal. Mm -hmm. The original concept of the queen service was if everyone, if we meet the cumulative goal, we'll take that. We'll give your money back or we'll do something fun with it. But if we don't meet the shared goal, we're going to take that money or we're going to give it to someone you don't like. Yep. Right. Yep. So like someone you don't like. <clears throat> So I was doing this with another leader. Say, how about you give me some money? I'm going to hold it. And if you meet your goal, I'll give it back to you. If you don't, if you can tell me the person you don't like, I'm going to give it yeah. back. Now there's an We've app this for that. Opposite political parties. Yeah, right, right, exactly. Which is hilarious. That, I didn't want to no, say I think, specific, no, but, no, but that's, yeah. that's the point. Yeah. Yeah. So I found this app. It's a, it's not, it's a free thing. It's called Stick. S-T-I-C-K with an extra K, two Ks. Mm -hmm. You go on, you fill out your thing, and you say your goal. It's a weight loss. It's a diet thing. It's a stop drinking, stop whatever, whatever your goal yep. is. And you have a time period. So then you break your goal down in a certain period of time. Um, so there's a weekly increment, right? Mm -hmm. Then you enter your, your, your credit card number, and then you commit some money to that. And then you push go. Oh, no, no, no. Then the next step is you choose your anti 
Oh, you chose where it's going. Your anti-charity. Oh, so they made it out for this. That's pretty sweet. You Just pick your anti-charity and you pick go. So I did this recently. I have a little, I want to lose some fat. Yep. Right? So you be it body a little fat. leaner. Yeah. So it's a weight loss thing. Mm -hmm. And I put in a number. I don't want to say the number. Yeah, sure. <laughs> no, enough. I'll be vulnerable. It's, it's enough. Let's just be vulnerable. It's uh, 20 pounds in 12 weeks. Kind Holy of aggressive, right? Cow. Yeah. Right? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Pretty aggressive. So I got through into this whole setup, right? I set the goal. Mm -hmm. I put in the numbers. I picked my anti-charity. And it's like, man, that's pretty aggressive. That's a bit of money. I, you know what? I'm going to go back and soften that. There's no back button. Oh, smart. You make it. Brilliant. Right? I'm like, okay. So I pushed submit and I told some people about it. You know, suddenly I got motivated. You see the point? Yeah. Yes. Motivation, discipline, accountability. Now there's a legitimate accountability. And you put it out in the world. You do it, you get as a reward. If you don't, there's a consequence. Now suddenly I'm pretty motivated to go do the work because yeah. I don't want my money to go to my NA party. Yeah. You know yep. what I mean? So it's that thing. How, how can we create? That's a cool little app to do something. Yeah. But in our teams, mm -hmm. how do we create that kind of accountability? When we're doing strategy, mm -hmm. we work through our strategy, we get to what the most important thing is, and then what are the critical success initiatives? Like mm -hmm. what are the projects? Who must do what? So we can achieve the shared outcome. And then we have clarity and commitment around that. So Christian's gonna do one thing, guys are gonna do, I'm gonna do something. So when we have our monthly or weekly leadership meetings, mm -hmm. you gotta come and account for your work. Mm -hmm. I'm on track. Don't just tell me you're on track. Prove to Show me you. you're on yeah. track. Yeah. Show me proof. That's accountability. Yeah. If you're off track, you come and say, team, I'm off track. This is what's happened. This is what I'm doing to fix it. That's accountability. And the point of that shared accountability in that team environment is that we cannot achieve this common shared objective together if we don't each do the thing we committed to do. If one person doesn't do their project, this is at risk. And because we made that commitment together, mm -hmm through a good debate, because we have psychological safety and high trust, right? We made that commitment. So now we got to do the work. And we can create that accountability within our team meetings and just the way we interact as leaders, as a leadership totally. team. Right on, man. So what else we want to talk about? I've got a final question for you. Yes, final question. We can wrap to. it up here in just a second. Yep. Okay. Yep. So we talked about leadership as the, like the character and the competence of leadership. And there's a leader well, inside. Well, I constant. Oh, geez. Yeah. It's okay. We'll, we'll just wrap we'll it up. This is going to be brilliant. Okay, let's keep going. Who's the leader in you? Who is the leader inside of me? Yeah. Who is the leader in you? Describe what do you mean who is. Let me give you an example. Yeah. Because I'm working on mine. Yep. Who is the leader in me? I think the leader in me is a person who um, cares about health, mental, physical, spiritual okay. health, I think. Um, the leader in me is someone that cares about other people. Like I truly desire to see other people be successful and the leader in me gets kind of, kind of mad or pissed off when I see that, that injustice, injustice of leadership, right? When leaders are not leading in the best possible way that we know, that makes me mad. Totally. Right. That's the leader in me. I think. You think, or you know, I'm pretty sure there might be other things. Yeah. I would say, but there's a start. Okay, the leader in me definitely has morphed over time. So before I got in real estate, I ran restaurants for f almost five years. And in that time, I managed, almost managed, led a few hundred people mm -hmm. in that time frame. Who I was then is definitely different than I am now. I would say I am, the leader I am now definitely cares way more about health, 
especially mental, physical, which I think are combined. Um, I care about helping, or I think helping is the right word, helping other people elevate their life as well, other than just myself, for sure. The thing that drives me nuts is I call it a success zombie. The people who just constantly talk about stuff and never do anything. Mm -hmm. That's like the number one thing that drives me insane, personally. Right Maybe the, not, it's not like an injustice thing, but it almost is an injustice with yourself mm -hmm. to always be talking and never doing things. What about the other side of that who just never talk about being successful? They just kind of. I weirdly appreciate that more. Okay. When people, it's okay. Like, yeah, what is success not, and good for you? Sure, is different yeah. than what's good for like me. And, I know people that are like, right. they have an engineering job, and they think they are, they hit it. Like to them, they're like, this is it. Good, I'm good right. to go. Yep. And I almost, honestly, almost envy that a little bit. Yeah, I almost wish I could be content with stuff mm. <laughs> because <laughs> I cannot. Yeah, I've never had, never sure. been content with anything. Mm -hmm. Um. I don't get. I do get mad about stuff sometimes like that, but I definitely have never been content with some kind of thing that I've done. I've always wanted to get better. Mm -hmm. Yeah, personally, mm -hmm. the question is, who is the leader in you? Who is the leader in me? Oh, it's interesting. I, I think about how you would have answered that. I know. Um, well, one thing that I've 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 come to grips as I've gotten older. I'd say probably in the last like three years and I've, it's it's a breath of fresh air because before that I, it was it would probably spin me up on a, on a top and be like everything I need to succeed I have the skills to do already like God has built me in a way that is perfect in his image I'm a Christian so with that being said he has now given me the ability to have free will and free choice so it's on you buddy mm -hmm. so that is that is freeing in the sense that like I don't need to be somebody I'm not, which is nice. Because at one point in time in my life, when you're trying to trying to be relevant and make friends, and you're, you sometimes aren't who you are, or you're trying to be somebody different, and you're fighting that, you're fighting this resistance with that. You don't even know it. So that's good. So that so the leader in me is working with my one true self to positively affect the lives of others that are closest to me and who I encounter on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. And with that being said, is understanding. When to listen, when to speak, and when to take action. And that is a dance in itself. I am quick to speak often because I have a lot of opinions. But generally, my decisions have never, as long as I follow through them, they usually end up being okay too. So it's, it's a, it's a double-edged sword. Um, at the end of the day, I want to make sure that my audio and visual are aligning. What I say I'm going to do, I'm going to do. What I do, I can also say I did. And then the people that are trying to, or that are looking for somebody to follow or take a to to emulate, they are on a clearer path than they were before because of what I'm doing and what I'm showing. So the leader in me is, you know, in that sense, is that's who I that's who I am. Those need to align. I can't be telling somebody to do something and me doing the doing the opposite. And I think that we don't realize as people how diverse we are. Like a lot of times I think that people try to go really deep online, but you are, you have the ability to affect people on many different levels of their life, whether that be professionally, physically, emotionally, like you just don't know where you're going to hit people. Cause you don't, you can't control what they need or when they need it or how they're going to receive it. So that goes in line with, if you're acting in your truest self, that makes you the most effective. 
And um, you can only act outside of your, your true self for a short amount of time because eventually that emotional capital gets spent so fast because you're going against the grain on that so mm -hmm. long. And I think mm -hmm. that I think that it would uh, for people that are wondering how I how I approach it, that's what I try to do. It, you know, my wife says sometimes I'm too honest. I'm like, well, I'd rather be I'd rather be that in the opposite. And if that's the hill I die on and maybe I need to be more tactful, <laughs> have some mm -hmm. better bearing in how I deliver. My delivery can be can get worked on. But um, that's uh, that's kind of how that's the leader in me. You made me have a thought of in the spiritual reference about mm -hmm. God, right? Mm -hmm. And like this this phrase that when we when we pray to God, we have a belief in His ability, mm. and when He answers that, we we have faith in that. Yeah. But when He doesn't mm. answer the prayer, God mm -hmm. has faith in yes. your ability. Yes. Right. Yeah. Mm. So last point is <laughs> like cool. what That's we got to cool. do. That was cool. Yeah. What we got to do is work on our courage uh, yeah. yep. because we all have this little nagging voice in our yeah. brain that says you're not good enough you're not mm -hmm. strong enough you're not you're not right mm -hmm. intelligent enough mm -hmm. whatever mm -hmm. and that little voice is a little demon that we all have we need to learn to make him sit and be quiet it's yeah. just it's fear mm -hmm. we can see fear for what it is a natural human emotion yep. that keeps us safe yep. and if we don't have any better coping mechanism it can control our life mm -hmm. so mastering fear through courage and practice mm -hmm. and competence stops fear Fear is a symptom of incompetence. Think about that. Why am I afraid of jumping in the water? Because I don't know how to swim. Why am I afraid about having a vulnerable conversation with someone on my team? Because mm. I don't know how. I'm, I haven't been trained. I don't have a method or a model for that. That's something we can teach and be competent in, right? And that fear goes down and we become better leaders. Amen. Well, I really appreciate you coming today, man. Dude, this is right awesome. awesome. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of stuff we didn't even. I hit, feel like so. well, we should have been. On, I think I think Christian, I should have been on two couches listening and like talking. <laughs> Sorry, I might have talked to therapy. Way back at that's awesome, yeah. Jesse. Thank you so yeah, much for coming. Thank you. This was so great. Keep uh, at it, fellas. Yeah, I hope it right. the world. Yep.